Hello. Hey. How you doing? Good. I don't you know why I greeted you. almost forgot your whiskey. I know. I greeted you like I haven't seen you for like the past 10 <laughs> minutes and we haven't been talking. <laughs> uh, so that was a little disingenuous. Yeah. Like, that's that's the magic of radio. <laughs> uh, oh, look who we have here. It's oh, Justin. I didn't know hi. you were coming. What are the odds? I literally just walked into the studio. <laughs> Studio is a generous this, term. I was going to say studio. I will say, relative to other podcasts that I have seen that very much like come down to the studio and yeah, things like that. It's a kitchen table. It's a kitchen table. This is definitely a step up. Mm-hmm. This is this is way more. And it had like, you've had this setup pretty much since day one. Yeah. You know, we've upgraded some pieces here and there. Sure. But yeah. I think relative to a lot of homegrown things, I, I would I think I would put this up there. Mm-hmm. Like. It's not uh, corrosive productions quality stuff, sure. but uh, it's, it's its own space, yeah. right? We're not clearing off dishes to try to do this. No. Mm-mm. Just, you know, old cans of fake cola. These are new. Those aren't old. Those are new. They're getting okay. ready to be old. They're pre-old, as I like to call them. Oh, okay. It's pre-old. So, uh, good week? Yeah. Um, trying to think of anything eventful that really happened this week. No, that's awesome. Yeah, because that's all really awesome for the podcast. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I wonder if I have a cool anecdote for the for the podcast. Let me see. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just had a a shit week that I can't really get into details about because it was like all lawyery and stuff at work. Jesus. Um, not like anything I did, but yeah. Yeah. Shit you have to deal with. Just shit I have to deal with. with, like, And even when you know you're right when you're dealing with stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's still stressful. Like you find yourself like, did I murder that guy? I'm pretty sure I didn't murder that guy. But they said I murdered him. I don't think I did. I, don't know, I, generally, I generally trust these kind of people. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been, I'm glad that, that it's Friday when we're recording this, so. Got a weekend. I guess the the eventful thing is I kind of stored, kind of sort of started a company this okay. week. Okay. Pokey swap. Th- <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things where I don't know. I think this happens at like every uh, software company that like a few developers will break off and be like, we should we should start a business. I think you told me this two years ago that you were yep. doing this for <laughs> the, the other company. Yep. <laughs> That went nowhere. That, yeah. <laughs> this one is already further along. Uh, we bought a domain name. Nice. Is it so, PokeSwap? <laughs> no. <laughs> Though it does have the letters P and K in it. Ooh. So, yeah. And it is kind of Japanese. Hmm. Is it turning Japanese? Huh? Dot com, yeah. <laughs> I'm turning Japanese. I think I'm turning Japanese. I really think so. Dot com. <laughs> what it's is a th- lot to type, but. <laughs> it's easy to remember. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's exciting. Do you want to divulge anything? Is it is it on the market no, yet? Is no, it... because it's it's literally three guys who are like, we should start a company. All right. And like nothing will probably happen of it, but it'll go yeah. the way of Pokeswap.com and in a year gonna Pokeswap. be like, club. Sorry. It was dot club. It, it wasn't was even... club. <laughs> so <laughs> it got ten times funnier by being dot yeah. club. I can't think of one thing dot club club even samsclub.com is not that club <laughs> sams.club i uh, bet you sams.club will redirect 
I would imagine so. But can would you name so. me other than Pokeswap dot club? Can you tell me a dot club? Uh, my friend built a stupid app that was dot club, and then he also didn't ex- pay for the domain name. That was gangstapass.club. dot club. There's a. I don't ki- think that's a. I don't think there's that's a kind of cool band that I think you might like called gangstagrass.com. <laughs> Their name has dot com in it. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> There's a band I think you might like. Gangstagrass.com. We're talking. I, I'm now adding every everything that I say. I'm adding .com to .com. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shitty week. Glad that I can be here to talk about these movies. So glad that like you didn't tell me about this previous. So now I'm just like over here, like as your friend, being like, oh, I really would like to talk to him about that. But there's these damn microphones in the oh. way. It's not, it's, it's nothing big. It's regular work stuff. It's just stressful. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's talk about demons then. Yes. Let's talk about demons. Uh, Demon Knight. Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Synopsis, Justin. Uh, It's a a Tales from the Crypt story about uh, demons wanting to take over the world and the one man and ragtag group of other people who uh are trying to stand in their way overall thoughts uh 1995 as fuck Mm -hmm. and uh not bad i love this movie so fucking much like it just screams nostalgia for me even as i'm watching it like billy Mm -hmm. zane jumps off the screen uh he chews some scenery in uh, this movie uh william sadler striker jada like this fucking i'm sorry breaker Striker is a Mortal Kombat character, <laughs> which, by I, the way, Mortal Kombat 11 got announced, uh, and that was cool. I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope Striker's in it. He hasn't been announced yet for it, though. Anyway. Uh, that's okay. Uh, it, like, this ensemble of a cast Fucking is incredible. Thomas Hayden Church. Dick uh, outside of the people we've already named. Yes. Thomas Hayden Church, CCH Pounder, Jada Pinkett Smith. Dick Miller. Dick Miller, I, was he Uncle Billy? Yes. Okay. Yep. From so Gremlins. Uncle, Uncle Willie. Uncle Willie. Yep. Uncle Billy is It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> uh, oh, this is, I love this movie so, so much. And I'm so excited to hear anything that you have a problem with it because I'm going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> uh, John Larroquette makes a cameo as a really gross acid man. Uh, Yeah. We get that opening, that cold op- cold intro mm-hmm. with like the fakest boob. Every boob in this is so 1995 oh, yeah. fake. Well, it's Chasey incredible. Lane is in it. Like there are actual porn stars in this. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Those are the ones that are at his party? The Like uh, the only one, I didn't recognize her, but going through the IMDb, the only name I recognized was Chasey Lane because she has a, a, a Bloodhound Gang song named after her. Uh, dear Chasey Lane, I wrote to explain, I'm your biggest fan. I just wanted to ask, could I eat your ass? Right back as soon as you can. Uh, two things right now. <laughs> One, uh, totally opposite sides of the spectrum from everything you just said. Sure. Uh, both related, just at opposite sides. First, I love the idea in my head that you recognize the porn star. Like, you can't recognize faces, but it would be amazing <laughs> if you just had this impeccable database of, like, porn stars. Like, you could recognize 
a screenshot from every porn mm-hmm. made and just know like what year it was made, who stars in the scenes, who do, like <laughs> like I just I'm MrSkin.com in my head. Yes, but but like Mr. Skin is kind of like a little naughty, but like you would like her hardcore deep. You're like she has 27 bukkake scenes that she's been a part of. <laughs> my favorite is the one from 2007. There were 63 guys. Here's all 63 of their names. Uh, so first of all, I, I in response, I think I'm much dirtier on this podcast than I am in real life. Uh, and second, uh, I had a second and now it's gone. Hmm. That was that was that made for fun radio. That was good. Can I do my second one? Sure. So you referenced Bloodhound Gang. Mm-hmm. I made a Bloodhound reference gang this weekend. Bloodhound reference gang? This is only my first drink. <laughs> this is going poorly. Yes. God. Okay. You're drunk off of work stress. Uh, <laughs> I need to D. Yeah. Uh, so at work, mm-hmm. uh, I made a reference to a Bloodhound gang song. There you go. To like a 55 year old like <laughs> secretary. She was like, the roof's leaking over here. And I was like, the roof? The roof, the roof is on fire, and she was like, "Did you say it's on fire? No, it's leaking." And I was like, "Never mind, it's a song." <laughs> no, but we don't need no water. <laughs> Let the motherfucker burn. In fact, you know what? I say, "Burn, motherfucker, burn." <laughs> That's. She gave me any kind of a signal that she knew what I was talking about. I was going to continue, but it was definitely didn't land in the slightest. And I was so upset that that opportunity had presented itself, and I didn't have anyone to share it with. You should have just been like, do you, do you know who I am? I'm like, hold on. Let me get out Pandora. L- let me introduce myself to you. Hello, my name is Jimmy Pop, and I'm a dumb white guy. I'm not old or new, but middle school, fifth grade like junior high. I don't know, mofo. Y'all peeps be coming giving props to my old cushy fly because I can take the heat because I'm another white meat known as Kid Funky Fly. Yes, I know that whole song. I feel like we might owe them a quarter now. <laughs> they can come after us. <laughs> if if they sue us, either they have the best software in the world or that means they're listening. I bet you will. Hey, Jimmy Pop, if you're a listener... <laughs> Mope is dope. That's a real good song. I, I bet really you like Wilco could totally cover that and nobody would ask for any money from them. Uh, Yeah. I like the Bloodhound Gang. I only know that Roof song. Hooray for Boobies is a fantastic album. Uh, and premise. So we get a cold opening in Demon Knight, right? Uh, and it's supposed to be the Crypt Keeper is directing this over-the-top, uh, titillicious, and... Uh, gory horror movie mm-hmm. he doesn't look great when he walks no when he's he doesn't look good he looks amazing when he's an actual puppet mm-hmm. amazing he's always looked amazing yeah, when he's a 1995 cgi thing doesn't look so great not so no great. uh, uh is it to the actor because he like seems to like waddle up there <laughs> like an yeah. ape He's no. like, he's a skeleton, right? So I'll just uh, walk like a gorilla would. Bah, 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 he, bah. he walks like the skeletons in like the 1920s Mickey Mouse cartoons, like where they're super bow-legged, you know? <laughs> like like he's actually a puppet on a string. He like uh, saw the outfit and the beret. He's like, oh, I'm a jockey. 
That's exactly how he uh, walked. He, he, had not, a, he had a writing crop. Yeah. I th- so he's like, yeah, I'm a jockey. I, I get it. The, I think the idea was like, we're, we were making a movie. We got to take it to the next level. We've never shown him walk. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And they should have watched that and been like, never mind. There's a reason we don't do this. Yeah. Let's just, they didn't need to do that. He looks so good just from the waist up. Mm-hmm. He looks so good. And and you had seen him before a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he holds up incredible. Mm-hmm. As there's long a, as he's there's not a reason walking. Kermit never walked. Yes. Full body shot. Uh, I guess he does. He does, but it looks terrible. Yeah. Like that. Um, and then we get the intro, which is the exact same intro as the TV show. Did you mm-hmm. ever see this intro? Did this sound, um, did this ring any bells to you? A little bit. Like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it was like, yeah, I would tune in. Um, a, you know, a couple times. I did it only a couple times. Like, I knew who the Crypt Keeper was because he was huge in pop culture around that time. So, you know who he is and, like, tried to watch it and, like, it would freak me out too much. So, I don't have a lot of nostalgia around, like, this opening and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm sure I'd seen it before. I do. And it just, it fills me with so much, man. I love it. It just watching that, like, curving down the staircase and it looks awesome. Like, I still feel like that intro really, really holds up. Yeah. Um, but that leads me to my question. Maybe we should do this at the end, but I'm broaching it now. Does this movie suffer because it's a Tales from the Crypt movie? If this was just Demon Knight, do you think it could have taken it one more step up? Because right now it's the time, one of the couple times, the Tales from the Crypt made a movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fucking awesome. Could it have been better if it didn't have that branding on it? I think no, because it's already a slow movie and it hasn't, uh, or slow isn't the right word. There's already a lot of stuff that you could cut. There's a lot of down moments that are just down moments that aren't like, yeah, uh, they, they're not like, we're going to, you know, now we're going to go into a quiet moment so that we can build the tension back up. There's just some lulls in the in the actual pacing of the movie okay so the fact that it's already like a 70 minute movie Mm -hmm. with these wraparounds and you could probably take another 10 minutes out of it anyway without a you know a different script Mm -hmm. no okay that sounds fair uh i think it's something to think about i don't know how i feel Mm -hmm. um because it I hate this phrase, and I was getting ready to say it. I hate the phrase, it is what it is. <laughs> and I was getting ready to say it. And I don't think in like the new cool hip way. Mm-hmm. I just meant it exists, and there's nothing that's going to change that. Sure. Which is exactly the same meaning as it is what it is, mm-hmm. but I try not to sound like a pretentious <laughs> douchebag by saying that. No, pretentious no, you is are the sounding, word. You are sounding yes, like a pretentious exactly. douchebag by not saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so we open the actual movie, mm-hmm. and there's a chase scene. Between Striker, Breaker, 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 and Striker. The whole episode. <laughs> like, apparently, <laughs> I'm not even a video game guy. Why am I saying Striker? I don't know. Uh, and Billy Zane, who we find is the collector, yes. and he is a demon, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and there's a pretty awesome car wreck right at the beginning of this. So this is like Tales from the Crypt. Like we're making a movie, motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's a car a wreck. Which, by the way, Breaker should not have escaped from. Uh. Yeah, because he's not, he doesn't age, but he's not immortal. No, but I feel, he's obviously got a guiding hand watching over him. Like, this was sure. his, 
well, spoiler, he dies at the end, but it's his time. Like God was like, it's your time. And then he flipped the switch on him. Mm. Uh, but yeah, because he like ducks out of it, it just the time right before it hits, except sure. Now you're out of the car, but now you're behind the car and it's going to plow into you. Mm-hmm. And then it explodes immediately. Yes. So none of that seems like good for you. Not good. But he's fine. Uh, We end up at a hotel, a motel. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we start meeting our cast of characters. It it is technically a hotel, right? It's called a motel. But I thought a motel, the doors were on the outside, and a hotel, the doors are the on the inside. I agree, but it very clearly has a neon sign that says motel. Okay. So, I uh, wasn't sure about my definition between hotel and motel. That's what I th- thought. Okay. Uh, yes. I also am still confused as many times as I've heard it. I know the difference between streets and roads. I didn't. There, I don't know. There is. It's like, uh, I'm not going to. I don't think we need to discuss that right now, <laughs> but there is. You don't think we need to discuss this topic that has no bearing <laughs> on anything we've done and that we probably don't really know that much about? That's never stopped us before. That's true. <laughs> Should we talk about racism again? Yeah. Okay, good. How about that video with the MAGA kids and the <laughs> Phillips, the Native American dude? Um, let me give you my very informed opinion about that. Okay. Having never seen the video. Mm-hmm. That was a joke. Oh, okay. That wasn't <laughs> a lead into me extra talking. Everybody else says. Yeah. Um, so he ends up at this motel. Mm-hmm. Hotel. It's the motel hotel. And we start meeting our cast of characters. So CCH Pounder is running it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this almost seems uh, not quite like a hostel, but almost like a group home or something. Like it's a motel. But nobody that's staying there is from out of town or anything. Yeah, this they is all just, just a com- This is the communal motel. It's kind of weird. I thought they like all worked there in some capacity, but I don't. I think Jada Pinkett Smith is like the only one who works there. Jada Pinkett Smith works there. Maybe the maybe Claudia. Maybe Claudia quote. I think she's both. Or she wor- just she just hangs. She's just the prostitute that hangs around. Yeah, I think she works there, and she probably pays for a room both. If you know what I mean, like yeah. she's a. She has her clients there and probably pays for the room. Yeah. Uh, but it, like, Jada Pinkett Smith, like, on a work release thing, mm-hmm. uh, I think that the postman is just there to be around Claudia. But he obviously has run of the place because they find his guns later because he was getting ready to go postal in the attic. So he's there a lot and has the run of the place. I didn't realize he was the, the guy. Yes. Because he okay. works at the post office, and he had I must a, have missed his backstory. Other than his obsession with Claudia, that and he got fired from the post office. Remember, he said like I didn't steal that money. I really didn't steal that money. Mm-hmm. He totally stole that money, and he was going to go postal. Where does that come from? This was a huge thing in the nineties. Obviously, there was probably a couple of yeah, shootings there were, there at were a post office, and then the collective conscious just took that. To I mean, don't know if it came from Clueless, but I think Clueless spread it. Okay. Because she talks about totally going postal. In so based on the TCBY information that you shared with us a couple of years ago. Uh, Taking care of business yogurt? Uh, no, the post office thing that's outside in front of my house. Oh, NDCBU? Yeah. <laughs> it's always going to be TCBY to me. Okay. Uh, 
Did you have any input on that? Like when people said going postal or whatever when you were a kid, uh, did you ever get upset? Like, or did you? Did your I mean, mom have any like, feedback on that? Was she ever worried about it? Like, did she have that, the feeling? I, don't know that, I mean, she was from she was probably less worried than someone who, if they put themselves in their position, like because she knew. You know, people and the people and stuff. She wasn't that worried. She realized, you know, these are, it's crazy. These are isolated incidents. But yes, the being a postal worker is a very stressful job where you don't make a whole lot of money, but it's a steady income with government benefits, you know? So that's why a lot of people take it. And some people can't handle the stress, and some people, you know, have mental illness or whatever, and that's how it happens. But then it just like pop culture fucking ran with it. Yeah. Uh, so so I, w- I would kind of like, hey, that's not cool. My mom works for the post office. Uh, one of the meanest things that I've said to somebody, I feel like it definitely hit, which is what I wanted it to do. And I still have mixed feelings on it because I'm kind of proud about how well it hit, but I don't like that I actually caused somebody to be upset. Mm-hmm. But also the retaliation that I was giving, I feel like was about just maybe, I don't know. So let me tell you my scenario okay? and we'll see how wrong I am. Probably Uh, mostly. (laughs) I'm going to guess right now. Remember, remember I'm 14, 13, uh, eight and a half. So, uh, there was a guy that we went to middle school and high school with that I think was a year or two older than us, but got held back. Okay. Uh, he had a very large acne-ridden nose. If you know who I'm talking about. Did this person go to jail right after high school? Uh, for was this the guy that everybody said raped a pig? That's not him. So it's not the guy who diddled a 14-year-old. No, not him. Okay. You're close as far as like the trashometer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so. Uh, this guy, uh, I was talking about, we were talking about our parents and I said that my dad worked for, uh, a hazardous waste company. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he was like, ha ha, your dad's a garbage man. And I said, <laughs> and I said, at least I have a dad because his parents had got divorced and like his dad ran away mm-hmm. and he punched me really hard in the arm. <laughs> I'm ninety nine percent sure you're talking about like my best friend in elementary school. What? No. Really? I think so. Okay. The one that you recently talked about that went out Christian. Yes. No, not him. Oh, okay. I hate that would be a very similar situation. This cryptic thing is is not fun for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. Uh, Yeah. So, how wrong am I? I feel like we're both wrong. Mm Hmm. There was a good zinger. Uh, okay. Seems kind of obvious, but sure. I just texted you the name. Okay. <laughs> so we can continue to be. Let's move on. Okay. And then at some point, I will probably look at that. Okay. So uh, we got CC Pounder. We got... Uh, CCH Pounder. CCH Pounder. We got... Uh, Different than CCR Pounder, who's just someone who's really in a Creed to Clearwater <laughs> Revival. Uh, we have... Uh, Thomas Hayden Church, who's the town douchebag. We have Claudia, who's the town prostitute. We have uh, Jada Pickett-Smith, who is out on work release. You're nodding and like, that makes sense now. I understand. 
I mean, I I know who that person is. Yes. Um, uh, who else do we have? We have Charles Fleischer, who's the post office employee, former post office employee. Mm-hmm. And we have Uncle Willie, uh, Dick Miller, who is the drunk of the town. Breaker shows up. Uh, Get his name right. It's very exciting. Yes. Uh, and he is the grizzled badass. He's got magic stars on his hand. He does. Like, I was thinking, like, that would be an awesome tattoo if it wasn't on my hand and if anyone would ever get it. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do once, a, once a lifetime, do they magically line up? I don't think they'll move. Hmm. I should get them to move. Like, like my convention friends, like every time I see them, I'll get one lasered off and then have it move to a line. <laughs> that would be dedication. Yes. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> I like this idea. I'm mm-hmm. going to run with it. Um, so they all kind of converge and we start getting our ensemble together. Uh, Breaker shows up and they feed him like pea soup. Like some nasty ass soup. It looked to me like gravy, which he just put ketchup in. And then I almost <laughs> threw up. It was like it was like a sausage I'm gravy. Breaking up, throwing like yeah, I want to throw up now. It was like it was like a sausage gravy. Uh, so once Thomas Hayden Church shows up, he's going to pay for Claudia's services, and they go upstairs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and as is it Breaker that's going through? No, no, no it's going through, uh, going room to room. But that's the police officer show up, right? Yes. So we get Billy Zane shows up and we start actually seeing him talk and interact with people mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of police officers. And Billy Zane steals this fucking show. Mm-hmm. Like, he is totally. so good in this movie, man. Like, everybody does good. I have no complaints about anybody. But Billy Zane, man. And so I watched the special features of the movie and he said mm-hmm. he tried to play that like Robin Williams' genie. And I was like, I can see that inspiration. Like, okay. Uh, so he, they go back and forth. He says he's got something of mine. He, they really want this, this uh, key is what they're calling it, right? Mm-hmm. He ends up going to get arrested. And this is the first awesome-ass moment. No, this, we haven't got there yet. I mean, he wants the key. Breaker has the key. Yes, but first, the police officer goes around and gets everyone in the motel, right? And he opens the door and peeks in and sees Claudia servicing uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church, and he has a car battery hooked up to his nipples. Mm-hmm. And she stops because she's be and he's yelling, "Stop! Stop! My nipples are smoking." No. <laughs> uh, that's got to be a real sex thing. But I remember oh, yeah. being, I remember everything that you could possibly think of is a real sex thing. Yes. Uh, I remember thinking, like, hmm, I wonder at what point in my sex life I'm going to hook up <laughs> car batteries to my nipples. <laughs> you know, every, every man has his day. I feel like uh, Thomas Hayden Church uh, could be somebody that would be get like a lifetime achievement award. Like he's a he's a real actor, and I want a lifetime achievement award for getting caught during sex in movies. Does he do that a lot? Oh, he does that in sideways. Sideways, sideways yeah. yeah. Uh, but regardless, I feel like that needs to be on like his in memoriam thing or something. It's like my nipples are smoking, <laughs> like right alongside with Jeff Daniels, like when he he does like the relief when he's pooping and and Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. the high point of his acting career for sure. Sure, I love it. 
I'm sure they would totally appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so finally, Billy Zane's like, all right, I've had enough of this shit. And he punches the sheriff through the face and out the back, right? Mm-hmm. Which might be great. But here's the thing, and this is what's great, is it's stuck. Yeah. And he's really pissed off. And the reason it's so fucking funny is because he's actually pissed off. Like, this is a real problem that he's dealing with mm-hmm. now. It's not played for humor. No, for like two minutes, <laughs> he has to deal with having the sheriff attached to his arm through the face. Yeah. It's good, right? Like, mm-hmm. you enjoy. Okay, good. I want to make sure that you're not. And then he's me. like, okay, finally, I'll just get the head off. And now it won't. The head's still just attached. <laughs> It's yeah, it's a real problem that he was facing. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gave time for Breaker to get out, get out of the handcuffs, and mm-hmm. get to the the key, and he put it against his face. His face started burning. Yep. So he jumped out the window, and this is my favorite part of this movie by far. Absolute favorite part. Anytime somebody talks about Billy Zane, demons, knights. Nighttime <laughs> or Jada Pinkett Smith indoor I, motels. <laughs> I think about Billy Zane's tantrum right now. It's so great. My Jen, my wife was watching this with me mm-hmm. and I watched it eight times. His little tantrum. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? The thing leading up to him cutting himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember? But, Kind of, I guess. So he takes his hat off, throws it down. He takes his jacket. He says, I've had enough of this of this backwards bullshit. You fucking ho-dunk, po-dunk, that, that, down, down, damn, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just has this tantrum that he's, like, tired of, of trying to pretend to be this hillbilly. Mm-hmm. And that's the best word for it. It's a demon having a fucking tantrum. And yeah. he plays it so great because, again, he's serious, but he's pissed off. Uh and I, and I love every moment. I want that as a ringtone. You fucking hold up, hold up, that, that there, motherfuckers. Did you, uh, so there was definitely an era of custom ringtones. Did you did you ever have like no good custom ringtones? Nope. Best ones I ever had were uh, well in the super early era of polyphonic. Remember polyphonic ringtones? Did you ever download polyphonic ringtones? Mm-mm. You know, because your phone would be like, you could make a couple beeps and boops, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, this is like, download this thing, and it beep boops to the lowrider, and you're like, oh, that's kind of lowrider, that's awesome, I'm 19, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, and so pretty much when uh, they first could, my first instinct, and I think this is a good one, is uh, I made my ringtone the opening of the song uh, Scatman by Scatman. What is just... I'm the Scatman. I don't think I know that song. What? But more importantly, did you watch the video I sent you? Oh, shit, no. Do you know what it was? What? That was the Scat Queen video. That uh, I told you about. Uh, I'm so glad I didn't watch it. So then. you need to watch it. I don't need to hear talk about bathtubs full. 
you're a terrible person. <laughs> you're a you're a bad person. <laughs> you know what? what? I'm gonna I'm gonna completely side with <laughs> acne nose here. <laughs> completely. You're just a bad person. That's not fair. What did I do? That was relevant to the podcast. <laughs> you and sent then... me poop video. <laughs> I didn't say She's just talking about it. She's not doing it. Still. Poop 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 mouth. <laughs> yeah, so that's what that video is. Gross. Yeah. Uh that would have been the perfect segue had you watched it, because you're talking about Scatman, and then we would have went to Scat Woman. That's how it happened anyway, and I didn't watch it, so it worked out, and now we're talking about it. Nailed it. What a segue. So uh, he takes his little demon claw and cuts up his hand yep. and just spills gross blood all over, mm-hmm. and all that turns into demons. Yes, and it's a demon night. They're cute little baby demons at first, and then they, they grow into ugly demons. Yeah, uh, so they start... Uh, uh, having a siege on the the motel, mm-hmm. right? And I, my favorite part of this is Jada Pinkett Smith is super scared and it runs up to her and she slaps it and then it looks at her all pissed off and she says, I'm sorry yeah. to the demon. She's just like, I'm sorry. Uh, that was Claudia. Because I'm sorry, it was Claudia. It was Claudia because Thomas Hayden Church is like, hey, uh, fuck this. I'm going to make a run for it. This is after he has sealed the doorway with the key. So the the key, it, we saw that it burns the demons, but also there's some liquid inside that if you drop it onto a doorway or something of some sort, it makes a seal. Mm-hmm. So they can't get in through there. Yes. Uh, this is also a so, good. Right. So he runs out uh, and Claudia follows. And so he's going to make an escape. Uh, demon pops his little head out and is like, yo, what's up? He immediately throws her in front of him to to run out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when Claudia slaps him and then says, I'm sorry. But then Postman comes out and uh, is is this is his time to shine. He lo- he's loves Claudia. He's going to rescue her. Uh, and he somehow gets a gun i don't remember how but he like shoots in the head and it's like ah, fuck you and so breaker's like you gotta shoot it in the eyes and then he immediately is like a crack shot everyone now, in this movie is fucking amazing with their shots now he makes sense because at the end he you know he was sure. in the guns mm-hmm. so that one makes sense even though i made this note here that it made no sense it mm-hmm. made sense in the end yes but literally everyone has perfect aim for their eyes to the point of being able to fire one shot and shoot two eyeballs that are crawling <laughs> up the wall yeah they get both of them with that shot mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive um another line that i love here from billy zane is that he pleads with william sadler uh breaker mm-hmm. he says uh oh come on breaker just give me the key like like they're old friends right like they've yeah. been doing this for so long like like Come on, you know you're gonna give me a handy. Just, just break down and do it. Yeah, right? yeah. Like they, they definitely have a rapport with each other. Yes. Uh, so you know that they, they go back. Yes, yes. So it, it is. It does sound like that. It's just kind of a plead that you would make. Like let's, let's not bother doing this. And it does. The rapport is a great word. Mm-hmm. Um. So, 
the siege starts happening. They sort of seclude themselves uh, deeper and deeper into the motel, utilizing the liquid inside of there to seal off areas, right? Right. And then we get uh, Billy Zane starts pulling a full-on David Bowie from Labyrinth and, like, seducing them. Like Mm -hmm. it literally sounds exactly like him. He's just, so he's getting in their head and it's, it's literally sounds exactly like David Bowie, like with the seducing them. And he goes through each individual person and finds that thing for them. That's going to make them come to him and allow him to get inside of them. Right. Uh, And Claudia is our first one, right? Yes. So what does he do with Claudia? Uh, She's going to be beautiful forever or something. I I, I think it's, she's going to be, beautiful or he tells her how beautiful she is and, and she, basically you know, just talks her up yeah. and she he understands the word whore is a bad word and it makes you feel bad and she's immediately she's emotionally vulnerable yeah and immediately is a fucking demon yeah and then postman is all like hey just want to check on you are you all right and she's like i'm more than all right i'm gonna fuck your brains out and by that i mean eat you uh I think it's Thomas Hayden Church now attempts to blow, uh, shoot one of them through the, uh, the force field. Um, that's later. This is where CCH Pounder gets her arm ripped off. Oh, she does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which looks awesome. Yeah. And then she goes through the other, the last half of the movie with missing an arm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's a badass. Yeah. Uh, I, again, in that in the making of the movie, mm-hmm. I watched and they said, so people don't realize, but when we made this movie, CCH Pounder was much younger than we made her look, and she was a lot thinner. So you can imagine how happy any actress is when we show up and we're like, hey, we're going to make you older and fatter for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they said the reason that they did that is because that gave them somewhere to hide her arm. Mm-hmm. So they made her appear heavier, so they just pulled less padding out. And I was like, that's pretty genius, because it looked great, but that makes sense if she wasn't that heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think it was, it looked better than Carrie Ellis and Saw when they just gave him a long pant leg. Sure. So I was happy about that. Yeah. So her arm yeah. gets ripped off. Yeah. Um, and Postman and Claudia are down. Yep. Uh, and then we start getting Jesus flashbacks. Yes. So then I was like, oh, so Breaker's Jesus. Nope. Not quite. Not quite. He's just a a, a, a knight of Jesus. Like a Jesus knight? Jesus knight. No! So the, even the terminology of this movie confuses me because think about the classic night movies like Martin Lawrence's Black Knight. Yep. That's a classic. Night so movie. The, dis- the adjective black describes the type of night that he is. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite for this movie. This movie. He is a knight fighting demons. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So he is an anti-demon knight. Exactly. As opposed, and that would make Billy Zane a demon anti-knight. Anti-knight knight. Or an anti-knight demon. An anti-knight demon. Sure. Or it would make him a knight demon. Knight demon, (laughs) knight demon. I don't know what that means. Uh, There's a song called Night Fever from the 70s that's popular, and you don't know anything about pop culture. It's not horror. Good. 
Uh, so we get it like a flashback with, so, so Breaker starts explaining what's going on here, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, he explains that, uh, Christ was crucified, uh, and there was, uh, demons and devils around at that time. Yep. And in order to protect him, uh, somebody, one of his servants came and they collected his blood in these seven keys. And well, there, no, there's, there are seven keys. For this being a really good movie that you love, you don't know what's going on. Okay, Genesis, right? So God said, let there be light, and it was good. But the these demons pre-existed. Need demons. And so he, these are these seven keys, and they were scattered throughout the universe. One of them was on Earth. They'd found the other six and taken the other six. The last one was on Earth. And... Uh, it just so happened to be at the crucifixion and get some of Jesus' blood in it. And they that found that that hurt the demon. So they filled it with uh, the blood. And then somehow it got passed on and on and on. So that uh, there's one like key holder or something. Don't, like I guess they're the demon knight. Yep, there you go. And then... <laughs> uh, when they die, they fill it with their blood and pass it on to the next demon knight. Yeah, I feel like that's exactly what I was saying. No. You said that there were seven keys and they filled them with Jesus' blood, and that's not at all what happens. There's only one key on earth. Did I say there were seven keys on earth? So there are seven keys. You said there were seven keys and they filled them with Jesus' blood. They filled that one with Jesus' blood. You can't say there are seven keys that are filled with Jesus' blood and say there's only one on earth. Hmm. It's agree to disagree about <laughs> Jesus' blood keys. Okay. Anyway, so that's the idea. That's what repels them. Here's my question. They show you like what it would the time before Jesus and everything was dark. Mm -hmm. And they show the demons. So what do the demons do in their downtime? Because it seems to me they stand there and just like twitch and snarl. <laughs> like, what does a demon do in its downtime? Well, I mean, right now, all it's trying to do is get that key. And before so when that, it they, this is a flashback. This is before they were like relished when, when everything was good for the demon. Mm -hmm. When it's all just darkness and black, what are they doing? I mean, chilling like a villain. Like they're, they're, they were, they showed them, they showed them in their downtime and they were just standing there snarling and twitching. Like, wouldn't they be happier at least having something to try to find? And people to eat. But if they took over everything, then there's not even anything to do. So you're saying taking away their freedom gave them something to to get back. Yes. Therefore, it was a good act. Yes. Like, I'm reading a book right now. Okay? Okay. I hope it is a Game of Thrones. And aliens are attacking the world. It's not a Game of Thrones. And the... The... The first lady is a vampire hunter. Okay. So she enlists the help of the vampires who she's been fighting mm -hmm. to try to save the world from the alien invasion. Okay. Because the the vampires are smart enough to know if they kill all of the humans, they won't have anything to eat. It's good for them. Mm -hmm. The aliens in that book are smarter than the demons in this movie. Okay. Well, they have technology. The demons were all that existed. Yeah, but what are they doing before that? They were all that existed, so they didn't need technology. I don't even talk, I'm not even talking about technology. I'm talking about what are they doing when they're chilling? You weren't talking about what? Technology. Okay. 
Because you said Nick Delegy. <laughs> Nicky Delegy. <laughs> exactly. They have a perfect existence. They love the darkness. Everything is darkness. They have nothing to oppose them. They don't they don't need to be any better or any worse. They just exist. There was in the Care Bear movie. Mm-hmm. A- <laughs> I'm with you. Let's go. <laughs> there was Take a- me on a journey, Russ. <laughs> there was a bad there's the bad guy, and then there's like the bad guy's helper who kind of looks like uh uh Gollum. Is okay. that the guy from Lord of the Rings? That is a character in the Lord of the Rings. I can't 100% know that you are saying the right person. This is the little squirrely guy with the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, so Gollum. And uh, he, he kind of looks like that in that. Okay. And he's like, ah, they're doing bad, boss, but bad is good to us. And I always think about that when I think about <laughs> demons. <laughs> or evil. <laughs> like... <laughs> I feel like that could have been a what the Russ right there. (laughs) All right. Good to know your touchstones in life. House. (laughs) Demon Knight. The Care Bear movie. I bring them together. One minor quote from the Care Bear movie. I'm not even positive it was the Care Bear movie. It might have just been a random episode of Care Bears. (laughs) All right, then. I gotta find that quote because it. I definitely think about that quote a lot. Like, did you watch the Gummy Bear Show? No, there was a Gummy Bear Show. There was a Gummy Bear Show. I, I, everyone like our age talks about it, and I feel like I never watched it. No idea. Did the California Raisins ever have a show, or was that just a commercial and I, then turned I, into merchandising? They had a cartoon. Is that what it was? There was there was they were claymation in the in like the promotional material, but there was a cartoon. Is there something that has? went from advertising to entertainment like the last thing i think is the caveman i was about TV to say there show. was a caveman tv show uh starring uh nick roll and uh lords of salem jeffrey uh dean jeffrey lee phillips okay uh and 31 the bearded guy we met him in he was the other caveman. Hmm. Well, there were three, but yeah. One I just other. know Nick Kroll. I didn't. I don't like Nick Kroll. I'm okay. Not a fan. You're wrong, but okay. Okay. Have you seen the Nick Kroll show? I didn't particularly enjoy the Nick Kroll show. No. But I enjoy a lot of the stuff that he's in. Yeah. Especially when he is with John Mulaney. Because uh, I think John Mulaney is maybe the funniest person on this planet at the moment. You still need to watch The League. I've seen The League. Oh. I like the league. I think I've only. I think I've not seen the last episode, uh, the last last season. So that's it. I liked the first like three seasons of the league, mm-hmm. but then I felt like each episode got too big. If you know, like an unbelievable. I feel like the when they're at like the beach house, that's kind of where they jump the shark. I don't recall, but it was like it's like season five or six. Yeah, every episode after a point, it very much seemed like all of a sudden they had to make it bigger and bigger. Where it started getting more absurd that. NFL players were involved because they it got the show got bigger so they could yeah. get them, uh, and the stakes started getting way too big and stuff. And there was the season that they had Taco sing in every episode because obviously they were pushing that guy's comedy and John Lejoie didn't work, in my opinion. So, 
Demon Knight. <laughs> Snake penis wine. Uh, okay. I do use the term Eskimo Brothers from that show now. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. That's one of the things that like totally permeated the culture. Uh, so we talked about this cast, and I think one of the reasons why it works so well is because they are all individual and unique. All too often, like we have a cast of people who are all just pretty generic blonde 22 year olds house of wax and every have you seen house of wax like five minutes of it oh and every single one of these people even the visual style is different like i know we've talked about back graining groaning graining about his his idea of like you should be able to see the silhouette and know Mm -hmm. who it is you could see the silhouette of every one of these characters and know who it is figuratively speaking um and i love that idea like i love they're totally unique you know who everybody is and they are completely unique mm-hmm. you know what a weird quirk of this movie is there's a whole lot of spitting in this movie there's a lot of spitting mm-hmm. like a I'll... lot i mean like three or four times which is a lot for a movie because i would say the average movie has zero spitting if we had to round to an integer, yes, I would. I would say it would be <laughs> zero. Zero. <laughs> zero is probably accurate. You know, I think Big Daddy has like two. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the most I can think of. I feel like there's a lot of spitting in the next movie too. People getting punched and spitting and spitting blood out. Yeah, that's a different kind of spitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we get uh, Dick Miller gets seduced. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets seduced with some booze and some boobs. Yeah, and so this he, is the scene that Chasing Lane is in. So he's got the fakest boobs all around him. And I tried to pick her out, and guess what? I couldn't. And you get uh, Billy Zane. Because all I know of her was her IMDb picture where she was much older. Billy Zane's like this Margaritaville bar mm-hmm. uh, hop. Bartender? Bartender. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Again, he's just hamming it up so much in the best way. Like, he's chomping a cigar. He's got this hat on, a little crooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, the guy that wants you to have fun, why don't you pull up here, Uncle Willie, and have a few drinks? Yeah. And he turns into a demon. Yeah, and at this point, the you, you wanted to mention when Thomas Hated Church blows up the thing, that's when they go down the basement, they find a mine shaft. Yep. Go in, they find Danny, mm-hmm. who was the boy who found... Uh, Breaker trying to steal the car earlier uh, and his parents are both demons um, and so he is added to our cast oh mini yes um, so at this point Thomas Hayden Church to the surprise of no one betrays Breaker mm-hmm. and sides with the demons to be fair he's been saying it's exactly what he's going to do the whole movie and then he does it <laughs> that's that's true yeah we probably shouldn't have turned our back on him Yeah, literally uh, so he agrees to it, and Billy Zane convinces him he better wipe up the uh, the little blood right there that's on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he does so by smiling, opening his mouth, and a sponge pops out. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible. Like, <laughs> this... <laughs> you have weird love for this movie. I tell me that that physical sponge just popping out of Billy Zane's mouth uh-huh. and him giving like the little smirk, like go ahead, take the sponge that was just in my fucking mouth. Yeah. Wipe up Christ's blood. Where else are you going to find that, Justin? I mean, there's not, it's, there may be a couple molecules of Christ's blood in there, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, you're not going to get that many places. Sure. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe a really weird Mr. Clean commercial. <laughs> like the Easter Mr. Clean commercial? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Here, wipe up the blood of Christ. <laughs> I want to see, I want it like a company to compete for like the most offensive commercial that they can make to people. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, so, and right before he dies, he walks down, because surprise, uh, the collector lied. Yeah. He, he walks, immediately gets eaten. He walks downstairs and he's standing between two demons and he looks at each one. And he's like, you know what? This hell on earth stuff ain't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Where are we at? Uh, the, I mean, this is then this is when he, he offers CCH pounder her arm on a platter. Mm-hmm. They, they find the attic. They find the postman and everything. Uh, uh, and basically the the last three left, uh, CCH and the, um, the, sh- the sheriff step, the deputy sheriff. Yes. He might be the sheriff. I don't know if there's a line of succession in sheriff dim. Sheriff dim. Nottingham. Okay. Um, is that like fake ham? They find his <laughs> postal stuff, and including uh, like a grenade uh, device. It's like a it's quick a, release grenade. It's so a grenade can... dicky, is what it is. It's a grenade dicky. Okay. Do you know what a dicky is? I I've got an idea. Is it a vest filled with grenades? Because <laughs> based on what you've described, <laughs> if someone tells me that they're wearing a dicky, I'm re- going to run away screaming. <laughs> do you remember? The um, Patrick Swayze, Car- uh, Chris Farley sketch where they're competing to be Chippendale dancers. Yes. Do you remember when they break off their shirts and they have like the collar and then that little bit of shirt? Yes. That is made to look like a real shirt? Yes. That is what a dicky is. Oh. It's a collar and a piece of shirt mm-hmm. that is made to look like a shirt that it looks like you're wearing a shirt under stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a dicky. That's basically what this was, except it was instead of being, hey, it's a shirt, it's, hey, it's grenades. For reals, though. After a prolonged period of wearing my underwear, <laughs> my underwear turned into underwear dickies. They just disintegrate. What? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so she kills a bunch of demons. Well, but here's the thing. They both mm-hmm. sacrificed themselves. Mm-hmm. They both didn't need to do this. Nope. They decide together we're going to, like, the cop is like, I'm going to The writer say, decided that they, that's, <laughs> I have that's an fair. extra character I need to <laughs> kill but off. Like, there's no debate. Like, yeah. he says, I'm going to sacrifice myself. She says, let me put this bitch yeah. on. And then he's like, oh, you're sacrificing themselves? Let's hold hands together. Yeah. I'm going to creepily give you a back hug. Yeah. Uh, but I get it, you know. He's a fat guy, and that attic ladder looks a little rickety. <laughs> yes, if you had the choice between being embarrassed uh-huh. because the ladder rung broke, yeah, or exploding, yeah, I, I would probably choose exploding. <laughs> yeah, that's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, so there. So who are we left with? We're left with Danny J- and JD Pickett Smith and, and Breaker. Breaker. Uh, but Danny's a demon. Uh oh. And uh, there's only enough blood in the thing to do one window. So they seal up one window. 
And then what what movie came first, this or The Lost World? I think The Lost World came out first, right? Mm, I would think so. That's so, 94. You know the or big Or was that Jurassic Park was 94? This was 95. Well, Jurassic, Jurassic Park, 92 Park was or 90, 94. I think Jurassic Park was 94. This is 95. Lost World is 96, I bet. Okay. So there's that iconic scene in The Lost World where uh she does like the gymnast bar kick of lost raptor out of yeah, window mm-hmm. jada pinkett smith does that but with a demon danny mm-hmm. she grabs the rafter and kicks him through the window yes. and because it had the blood of christ seal he exploded it yes uh i love when movies can commit to killing kids yes like sure like whether i think i agreed too quickly there <laughs> but well, i do agree yes whether it's in a fun way like this mm-hmm. if i'm you know what I mean here? Yes. Uh, because by this point, he's like he looks like a creature from the thing. Like his mouth is mawed open, huge. He's got this giant wagging tongue that he's yeah. used to destroy Breaker physically, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I appreciate when they do it as a serious thing because it's pushing boundaries, like right, or just a throwaway thing like the shaft. Just like there were yes. kids in here. <laughs> there he goes. Now they're dead. We're not going to comment on it. Yes. We just are going to kill a kid. <laughs> I should be careful because, because we hate you. We've already said that I'm on a watch list because I googled <laughs> how to kill a child instead of who could kill a child. So, uh. um, so now we're just left with Jada Pinkett Smith and Breaker's dying. Mm-hmm. So he passes the rain over to her. Yeah, fills himself up, fills the blood, uh, his blood up in the key. Yeah. Uh, so now you realize that there's been a tiny, there's a tiny little bit of Jesus blood and a whole lot of blood of whoever else has been. Kind of going. Right. Which is how he got it. His captain or whatever filled it with his blood. Yeah. Uh, Jesus' blood is like horseradish. Like a little dabble, do you? You don't need much. I like horseradish. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says Jesus' blood is like horseradish. Mm-hmm. And only uh, back our... it'll say a little dabble, do you? <laughs> only our listeners will, will understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. It's like when I wear a really nerdy three different geek references in one t-shirt. Like a turducken of geekdom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he he passes it on and put it in her hand. And just a really efficient way to pass on history. Everything that has ever happened dealing with this key is passed down to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, he's died. His last dying act is to give his blood to this key and mm-hmm. to give the key to her. Yes. So what does she do? She immediately dumps it all on herself. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think she dumps it from the container. I thought she was like rolling around in his blood. No, because his I think his blood is meaningless. It's his blood in the key becomes the thing. Mm. Then she has to refill that bitch up many times because there's way too much blood on her to come from that <laughs> key. and And she obviously fills it up based on the end. Yeah. But when she, she takes like the last swig, at the end, there's no there's no blood in that key. She could go back for a refill. He would still right, be but soppy. There's no blood in that key. He filled it with the blood, and then later there's no blood in the key. Well, she spilled it. Remember, it got spilled. He pours out a little bit. Yeah. Why would he only pour out a little bit? He'd want to pour out all of it. I don't know. She was still able to take a swig after he poured it out. Uh, so we get this big dance scene between, again, where he's trying to seduce her, right? Yeah. Uh, 
and they do this dance, and then she spits in his face mm-hmm. and melts him to hell. Yeah. He turns into like this big wing demon Very and explodes. Tales from the Hoods-ish, yeah. right? Like it's basically the same end as Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, done different, just as enjoyable. Yeah. If every movie ended with someone turning into a giant winged demon, mm-hmm. and then I would be possibly happy. Possibly exploding. Like at the end of Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. if he just turned into this giant gargoyle and flew away, better movie. Sure. I don't know how that would affect the soundtrack because this film soundtrack was near perfect for that movie. Hmm. Maybe we maybe throw a hot demon rap trap. I want to read that book because in the book he's he's like a fat asshole. Oh, I didn't know there was a book. Yeah. Speaking of books, you read Song of Ice and Fire yet? Nope. You're gonna read a Game of Thrones? Yeah, we've talked. I've got it. Uh, the hold requested for the audio book at oh. uh, the library. Nice. I'm four in the queue, so it's popular. Yeah. I'll get there. Cool. We'll give it a go, promise. Um, I just read the Apt Pupil book. I saw that on Goodreads. Uh, it was great. I loved it. It's a great it. movie. Uh, book might be better. I mean, they usually are, right? Uh, no. The Shawshank Redemption just did that. Mm-hmm. Not so great. Uh, the Body, which is basically Stand By Me, didn't really enjoy it. But after people, definitely. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Jada Pinkett Smith is the new Demon Knight. Yeah. And they show her on a bus, and I'm watching the end of this movie, and I'm like, why is there not a Demon Knight 2? There could still be a Demon Knight 2, because it sure. just shows the next demon following Jada Pinkett Smith, trying to get to her. Yeah. And then, like, you, you can have Will Smith be that next demon. And then it's just like uh, they play their relationship over the last 25 years. I don't know if enough about their relationship. My wife said they're divorced, but. Yeah. I can't remember if they are. Yeah, I think they're divorced now. She said they're divorced. So I would believe her. I would believe her, too. Um, they did make a second Tales from the Crypt movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember renting it years ago and being like, oh, I'm so disappointed for two reasons. One, it was called Bordello of Blood. So this is 14-year-old Russ yeah, loving horror mm-hmm. and boobies. Yeah. Uh, so what could be better? Demon than, Knight's great for that. Uh, well, what? Bordello of Blood would be better, right? Yeah. I remember really not liking it and don't remember much about it at all other than being disappointed. Mm-hmm. So the same company that released this, it's released a lot of the stuff we've watched, premium uh, uh, boutique label that does new special features and everything, released it. And I really want to get it, uh, even though the movie's supposed to be terrible because it's supposed to have a special feature, which is great because this movie stars Dennis Miller. And it's like 40 minutes is supposed to be behind the scenes is what they started to make. But it was just everybody bitching about how much they fucking hate Dennis Miller. <laughs> like everybody involved in the entire movie. Like I've not seen it. I want to watch your Ultimate Warrior movie. It's so good. I was just going to say, have you seen that? It sounds like the Dennis Miller version of the Ultimate Warrior thing. Like, Except I don't know if that's true because you said WWE tried to make that movie. Like they went out for a smear campaign. Yeah. That's not what Scream Factory was doing. They were right. just went to talk to everybody. Like talk to us about Bordello this is, of this Blood. This is all we have. This yes. is all the footage that we that's have. That's basically what it kind of sounded like. Like I, I heard interviews with the people that made the documentary on we there. We have 123 hours. We have to cut down to 40 <laughs> minutes. 
<laughs> of just people bitching about Dennis Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I want to buy the movie just so that I can watch <laughs> watch that special feature of him getting shit on. There's something. It's like maybe it's the cringe video part of me, but there's something that like really enjoys like when people can cohesively come together and be like they're an asshole. Yeah, just a collective fuck that guy. Yeah, like uh, I just read one of uh, Kevin Smith's books, mm-hmm. uh, and he like Bruce Willis obviously is a piece of shit in real life. Yeah, uh, seems to be the collective thing. Chevy Chase. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you you what, have you seen Community? Obviously, you haven't. Uh, I've watched, I tried to watch like an episode or two and didn't, it didn't jive. Of course. Cause it talks about pop culture <laughs> and you don't get any of Abed's references. Maybe that's what it is. You're just like, who's this annoying Asperger's kid? Yeah. <laughs> like, have you ever heard of Madonna? Who's this? <laughs> who's that guy? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you, uh, Joel McHale and, and well, I, I think Joel McHale's also kind of an asshole. So he's the only one, I think, so far who's been, like, asshole-ish enough to be like, yeah, fucking working with Chevy was a nightmare. <laughs> um, I think maybe Dan Harmon did a bit, but, yeah. Yeah, even, like, I just read David Spade's book, and mm-hmm. he, like, passed over Chevy Chase. He, like, basically said he's an asshole, but, like, he was like, I love Tracy Morgan. I love so-and-so. This was so great to work with. Chevy Chase is funny on TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so is what was not said yeah. is what how you say something there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, really wish we had an interstitial here, or did we just have one? I think we did. It's good. I mean, I was going to make it the, the Song of Ice and Fire, see if you've read that yet. Oh. But. We did it. But, yeah. Another interstitial down. Yeah. Check. Mate. From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn is a movie about uh, two brothers trying to get to Mexico uh, after robbing a bank. And then, like, shit happens. Shit happens. So we open with, not my word, this is me quoting the movie, like a five-minute discussion with Michael Parks mm-hmm. uh, and... The a convenience store clerk, liquor store maybe, it's, gas station I, attendant. I think it's called like everything liquor or something. Yes. Uh, so it's a gas station, uh, liquor store, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. And they have like a five minute conversation about if a retard should be allowed to work at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Quentin Tarantino wrote this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so well written and so horrible at mm-hmm. the same time. Like, you can't help but listen to it and just really feel like these people are having this conversation. Yeah. And it's great and horrible simultaneously. I also want to say, fuck your DVD because it's the shitty fake widescreen. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, it's in widescreen, except we we made it for four by three TVs. So when you watch it on a TV now... It's letterboxed and pillar boxed, so it just looks all tiny. This I f- it's sad. I think this has Blu-ray at, uh, release, mm-hmm. but it's like a bare bones thing. Like it needs this special oh, yeah. treatment. Like, spoiler alert: this movie's actually really fucking great. Yeah, like, it is. It's really fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Pro- may- maybe the best thing Robert Rodriguez did in Hollywood. From what I can think of, I like Desperado, but Desperado was just El Mariachi. Oh, you did say you did good. say in Hollywood. Yeah, I think El Mariachi might be the best thing he, he did. 
just because. Is that what I just said? You said Desperado. I'm sorry. I which was El his Mar- remake of El Mariachi. I met El Mariachi, which right there. Look, look on your. Have you yep. ever seen that? Yeah. Right there in the corner, right there. That's El Mariachi, bro. Yep. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I prefer El Mariachi to Desperado. Right. Uh, but yeah, this was it's really good. And I was wrong. I thought that this was a half and half. It was a direct and right. Yes. I thought this was like a four rooms type thing. Yep. I didn't think you were right, but I also wasn't confident enough to correct you. Yeah. Also, obviously, Demon Knight was not an anthology. Right. At what point did you realize that that was the case? Uh, half an hour in when yeah. it's like the story hasn't gone anywhere <laughs> yet. It uh, has gone places. It's gone places, but not like... It's not result. winding down. Yeah, it's yeah. not winding down. Um, so we've got... Uh, and then... Uh, it devolves into a literal firefight yes yes so george clooney and quentin tarantino pop up when the guy goes to the bathroom Mm -hmm. and you realize they've had somebody hostage the whole time yeah and this whole time this guy has been having this conversation and i'm like he's been a hostage as well yes you're right he has been a hostage as well Mm -hmm. uh but uh, but i love it because i'm like he kept his cool really well like i didn't think that was happening at all and he even says i deserve an academy of fucking war and i was like you do (laughs) you did so good keeping your cool for that yeah uh and you get this immediately you get the signs like quentin tarantino is as bad of a dude as george clooney is because you find out quickly these guys a neck tattoo these guys are they did that like to white trash george clooney up Mm because he's so classy and and he's a handsome guy yeah like we got to make do something with this guy and george clooney wouldn't get an eyebrow piercing so they gave (laughs) they gave Gave him some tribal tattoos on his neck. Um, but as bad of a dude as he is with the killing and the robbing and everything, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino is is like channeling Quentin Tarantino yeah. <laughs> and just being a, like a scumbag. I have a this. note down here. Um, Tarantino was a great creep. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so he's and he fucks this guy over because he starts to talk again. And he we know Quentin. Quentin shoots the guy uh, right through the head and says that he was m- being mouthed, help me, that yeah. the guy that works there was mouthing, help me. We know that's not, that's completely a lie. And mm-hmm. you're like, this guy's off his fucking rocker. Yeah. So we have to lean on George Clooney, who's a bad guy. He's right. the good guy of these two. Yeah. And so they shoot, shoot the clerk like in the shoulder and uh, the hostages escape. And so they're just like, uh, Talking back and forth, um, and the clerk gets in a safe and gets out a gun mm-hmm. and is like, "I'm, I, I need to. I've been shot. This isn't going to end well. Let me escalate the situation." Mm-hmm. Uh, and he gets out and he shoots Quentin Tarantino in the fucking hand. Yes. Uh, and, and then proceeds to not shoot anyone else. I love. Like they're yelling back and forth, right? So they're mm-hmm. both they're both ducked down, or all three of them are ducked down the two different sides. Yeah. And he's like, Tarantino says that he yelled, "Help me!" And the guy, this is escalated far beyond this, but he's still insistent, yeah. like, "I didn't yell, help me! You didn't fucking mouth help me!" <laughs> uh, As he's bleeding out. Yes, basically. which feels like exactly what somebody would do. Like you hold on to that trivialness of it. Like yeah. you still have to win that argument. When Michael Parks, did you recognize that was Michael Parks? Who? The, the guy that the no no the other guy the guy with the hat that went oh, to the bathroom I, and stuff is Michael Parks the one from Red State and uh, Tusk Red State, yeah and Tusk no so that's him okay. and 
just the little nuance. Like I've seen a lot of people die on film, and when he went down, his jaw was quivering. Yeah, and was, I was like, he was like still bodily moving. Yes, I was like, that is a good death scene. Like yeah. his jaw is just. I've. I don't think I've ever really watched somebody die. No, okay. I, I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm yeah. saying that like I don't watch Faces of Death. Mm-hmm. I don't look for that shit. Uh, but that like those little things that you wouldn't think about, I think is what would probably feel more real. Yeah. Because uh, that felt real. I was on 4chan one time and accidentally saw a oh, this someone is gonna shoot make a, me... uh, like a donkey in the head. Uh-huh. And that was real fucked up. Like its legs like immediately just re- receded and it just... It was like sitting on all fours, and then its legs immediately like went up, and it just like fell. And I was like, "I'm, I'm done for the internet." That's what you today. get for going on 4chan. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. uh, great. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about a dead donkey. I mean, it could have been worse. That story could have been. I saw a dude get murdered. I, that's where I thought you were going to go. I'm <laughs> so glad that it hasn't. Like, I've never watched any of those beheading videos or anything. No, I never I can't ever want to see anything Mm-mm. like that. Nope. I didn't want to see a donkey get shot. That's not true. Uh, I didn't know that was going to happen. I think it, in like Fahrenheit 9-11, you do see a decapitation, but it's from super, super far away. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't get, you can't see, you literally just see like figures and it's mm-hmm. still disturbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for that. Now I'm sad. The shitty thing was, it was like, here's this funny video, and then cut to that, and it's like, ah, oh, fuck you, 4chan. Uh, surprise, This, is why, I, this what? is why I stay away from you. Yes. I don't know why I got here and trusted you. <laughs> the, but you just proved that you're yourself, yes. so I yes. guess, you can't fuck blame. me. Who do you, yeah, if you give a little kid a knife and he cuts himself, who's to blame? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so, they end up uh, exploding him. Yeah, so... Uh, George Clooney is uh, Seth, fucking badass in this movie. He just casually grabs uh, some toilet paper, kicks a stand, and bring and one exactly one can of lighter fluid falls down mm-hmm. right into his hand, and he puts lightning lighter fluid on the uh, on the toilet paper and tells Richie. Cool. Richie and Seth, yes. Yes, Richie uh, to shoot the bottles when he when he gets up. And he lights the thing on fire and tosses it over there. And, uh, yeah, the, guy, the clerk catches on fire. You think it's over until he gets up and is literally on fire and <laughs> starts shooting back at them. Yes, and it's awesome. And it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I've never seen that before. Uh, other than... Maniac Cop 2. But that's that's a monster. Right? We don't know. We Do we want to get back into this debate? What is Maniac Cop, Justin? What is Matt Cordell? <laughs> he is not a human. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. That is my firm belief. Is he a ghost? He is a not is he a, a human. Okay. <laughs> to see a human do it was really badass. Okay. Because I'm like, I could be that I could be that guy on fire. <laughs> That would be cool. You would not be that guy. <laughs> no, I'd be like, this sucks. <laughs> Fire hot. Uh, so they leave and they leave and they, you know, they are fucking badasses because they're walking and bickering back and forth mm-hmm. while this explodes 
35 times behind them in the yeah. biggest fireballs ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know what? I bet you, like, I bet you none of that was dubbed. I bet that that was all, like, or maybe it was dubbed, but I bet you, like, that was all the things that they said. They they were probably so fucking pro that they remembered all their lines and, like, yeah, they don't react in any way or anything. No. They're just fucking bickering. Mm-hmm. Best word for it. As if fucking explosions upon explosions happen uh, behind them. I think with the exception of his accent in uh, Django, Tarantino really is a great actor on his own. Yeah. Uh, his he, Not in Django. No. Yes. I agree with you there. But uh, when he actually is acting, he's... But he also doesn't doesn't stretch really. Think about what he is. He's a sexual predator in this movie. And Reservoir Dogs, uh, he is a dude that bitches and talks about trivial things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, about how sa- he doesn't tip. He says a bunch of racist shit in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, a fast-talking rich dude in four rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else? What else do we see him in? Uh, I don't know. I've never seen Jackie Brown. So I guess the one time that he's ex- he's, he's in Hateful Eight, right? Is he? I've Hateful not Eight? seen Hateful Eight. I have Hateful Eight. I haven't seen it. It's a good movie. Um, but uh, yeah. So maybe that's the thing. Is like he's typecasting himself in all of those yeah. roles that kind of come the natural whole, to like, him. Like the whole time, the bar scene happens, like the dance. I'm like, he fucking wrote this for himself. Of course he did. Yeah. And then I'm sure he had something to do with casting. Like who well, am Sama, I gonna? Salma Hayek is in fucking everything Robert Rodriguez does. It's true, but it doesn't Since matter who Desperado. it is. It doesn't matter who it is. You yeah. know he was loving the idea of somebody sticking their toes in his mouth. Oh yeah. Uh, wasn't it Kathy Griffin who came out and said like she dated him f- for a little bit and he would just want to beat off while he sucked her toes? No idea. Like I totally believe that. Sure. <laughs> like i'm not even saying there's anything wrong with it like that's a consenting thing that's fine but that is definitely his thing and the moment that you start making it a professional thing that that's Mm -hmm. what happens yeah that's when you turn into a fucking creep yeah yeah the moment you jerk off at work (laughs) you've gone whoa 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 whoa. let's not (laughs) let's not lay down these rules i don't know what you're talking about uh okay so they are on the run right and in a shocking turn events in a tarantino written script there's someone in a trunk yeah (laughs) who could have seen that coming uh so i I like i like the robert rodriguez of here's a shot of a car going and we're gonna like just have like it's like superman school yeah superman x-ray vision into this trunk oh look there's a lady tied up in there yep um and it's it does like this is a good combo of these two together because it's mm-hmm. obviously Tarantino's writing yeah. with those flourishes of Rodriguez in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you have realized this, but uh, George Clooney he can he can fucking act. Really? Yeah. He he's, might. He's one of them. Uh, he's going to go. Actors. He's going to go somewhere. Yeah. I think he might I mean, end he up. Might. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there is. Uh, I think it was when Brad Pitt was getting married because mm-hmm. they're friends he george clooney is supposed to be this huge practical joker uh yeah. and he when he was getting brad pitt was getting married uh i think it was brad pitt mm-hmm. but everybody all the paparazzi and everybody were trying to figure out where the fuck 
Brad Pitt was going to get married. Yeah. And George Clooney rented a whole bunch of like plastic tables and shit and just had him set up in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen but of course if you're like you're paying attention everybody was like obviously the wedding's happening here and he just did that just to fuck with them that's great that's fantastic there was another story i heard where he uh it was an actor it might have in my head it's uh the guy from drew carey and zodiac uh, uh yeah mm-hmm. that guy it might not be him, but in my head, it's him. He, they like lived together and he, the other guy had a cat and he, George Clooney kept every day he would get up early and take all the cats poop. So the guy kept thinking his cat wasn't pooping for the longest time. <laughs> Weird. Uh, and I think it was him. This might be the last one I'll give you. I think it was Clooney. Uh, kept telling a friend that he had been painting and he hadn't been painting. Mm -hmm. So then he found, or he actually painted the ugliest fucking painting in the world and gave it to his friend as this big, huge gift. Mm -hmm. So his friend was obligated to like hang it at his house for like years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, this is a successful, handsome, talented dude. And Mm -hmm. I like him. Like, it's funny. (laughs) I just picture him like on set, like, pranking somebody and then just being like you know like having a good natured laugh with them and then just like handing them like a Nespresso gift bag yes exactly sorry here you go (laughs) yeah it seems it seems it seems different than the jackass style pranks which is just like you're sterile now (laughs) yeah it's like hilarious to me uh, remember uh, there's a Futurama when like they exploded like a chlorine tablet in somebody's face and and Bender's like haha it's funny because it's poison (laughs) like that's what it feels like a jackass prank yeah i feel like johnny knoxville and steve-o and bender have exactly the same <laughs> they do <laughs> mentality when it comes to pranking other humans which is disregard for human life mm-hmm. or just lack of knowledge of of lines yes that's true and perhaps human anatomy it's true he does always try to stick his penis in my vagina every time i touch him From Dusseldorf. The fuck just happened? <laughs> it was what a human you... anatomy thing. Okay. Uh, so they end up taking this this their hostage that was in the trunk to a hotel. Mm-hmm. I really feel like this is a great move here because this is a forty five year old grandma. Yeah. Right. That might work. That worked at the bank. Yeah. Forty five year old grandma, and George Clooney leaves. Quentin Tarantino with her to step out mm-hmm. and he comes back raped and murdered. Yep. So this is very clear. This isn't a sex thing per se. This right. is, this is a, I'm fucked up thing. This isn't now I'm sounding like I'm justifying the rape and murder of an attractive He's person. He's fucked up in the head, which you, you definitely learn when the next big event happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, that he's like legitimately a crazy person. Yes, uh, because they and we meet Harvey Keitel, uh, Juliet Lewis, and their brother's son Edward Liu. I think was his name. I don't know his name. I'm sorry, Justin in the movie. Yeah, but um, they just like I mean, they made this big thing of introducing him, and like he's in nothing else. Yeah, but they might have thought he was going to be yeah. like if they thought like they he was, just found he was fine. No, he, he does a fine job. I just I don't. 
and he might have a super successful career. It's just not a name that I know. Um, but they're a family that is uh, on a journey towards Mexico mm-hmm. uh, in an RV, and the Gecko brothers have decided that they are going to commandeer that vehicle. Yes. Uh, and so this is the scene where Juliette Lewis comes back in a bikini. She's mm-hmm. a 16-year-old girl. Yep. She's back in a, in a bikini fresh from the pool. They're, they're, uh, our brothers are there. They've taken the the man and his son hostage. And uh, basically Seth is going over kind of what's going to happen here. And Richie starts staring at Juliette Lewis and has this little vision of her asking him to eat her pussy. Yeah. She's just pussy? all of a sudden... Richie, dear, would you eat my pussy? She's British. She's weirdly British. <laughs> Did I say that in a British accent? Richie, dear. <laughs> like she's Emma Thompson or some shit. Mm, I don't know who that is. What? I don't know who that is. The junior. She was in Junior. Do you know Junior? With Danny DeVito and yeah, she was the and Arnold Schwarzenegger? I feel like that's the one fucking Emma Thompson reference that you might know. I mean, I know Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is Emma Thompson Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, Emma Thompson is the woman in that. She's not a character. She's an actress. Hmm. I remember seeing her on a talk show one time, and they they just brought up Junior uh, for laughs. And then uh, she was talking about, like, what went on and everything and then it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger you know was was he a good actor and she just busts out laughing was like <laughs> <laughs> no not at all <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh uh, the Brits uh so they end up commandeering the vehicle mm-hmm. and they're heading to Mexico yep uh they end up having a pretty tense scene featuring Cheech as the uh, border border agent for Mexico, uh, but they make it through. Yeah. Uh, And they end up at the Titty Twister Bar. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're 50 minutes into the movie at this point. Mm -hmm. And two Cheech Marins in. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Two Cheeches in. Mm -hmm. Out of three. Yeah. And so you're just like, all right. I don't know why this movie's called From Dust Till Dawn, but I mean, I guess this bar says open Dust Till Dawn, so that's weird. I guess that's how they got the name, but all right. I don't know why we're watching this for a horror podcast. I mean, I did, but if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, so uh, your second Cheech is the, uh, he's uh, like the caller of the uh, of the bar. He's the he's the exciter. He's the, the guy that's standing outside front, yeah. and he's saying, we got brown pussy, we got blonde pussy, we got cheap pussy. We got expensive pussy, blah, blah. And he keeps going, describing all the different pussy they have. He says they have the cheapest pussy. And if you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, fuck it. Yes. <laughs> Which he looks directly into the camera yes. to, to deliver. And it's like, yep, that's what this movie is. It's yeah. great. I was leading into that, and then you just stole it. Yep. That was... You shouldn't have said expensive pussy. It was the <laughs> one thing that leads into that line. Because he doesn't say expensive. Um. So we kind of go through the bar, and we end up going 
uh, kind see, of meeting a new cast of characters. We see Danny Trejo yes. as Rico Suave. Who else do we see? That should be... Do you know who Rico Suave is? No. Was he uh, in Junior? <laughs> Rico <laughs> Suave. That was a great fucking joke reference, and you just walked all over it. I'm so not walking I don't, over I don't feel bad about stealing your cheech moment at all. Also, Acne Nose was right. Uh, ouch. God. You just insulted my dad again. <laughs> uh, so we also have Tom Savini mm-hmm. playing Sex Machine. Yeah. Uh, you got Fred Williamson playing a badass, basically. <laughs> He's playing, I I don't know, I guess if this was made 10 years ago, it would be Carl Weathers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you basically are introduced to a group of badasses in this bar, right? Mm-hmm. The guy's name is Sex Machine. It's not even a nickname. Well, yeah, he we says, don't know that. All we know is he has a gun in his cock. No, he says, what's your name? And he says, Sex Machine. Later, Juliette Lewis asks what's his name. Well, what his name is and it's great but we're not there yet all we know is he has a gun in his in his cod piece the 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 biggest dichotomy of being ugly as fuck but being buff as hell like yeah he is a male butterface right like Mm -hmm. 100 male butterface like he looks like uh if like one of those strongest man competitors but with like long curly hair uh, and so this bar is packed. There's a band uh, yes. that's playing. Uh, and I pretty good. I would love this bar. Like this, I told you we found that bar in Austin. Mm-hmm. Me, Ben, and, and uh, Bruce went to uh, that we that I we all really loved. It was basically this bar minus like the fighting <laughs> and the boobs, right? Like that would be my bar. Yeah, like it looks fucking awesome. That we, yeah. I don't know. That it, it does look a little stabby for me. That's what I said. Minus the fighting. Okay, yeah. And the boobs. Because there, there's a bar right down here that's kind of like, a little like that, but it's also very stabby. Oh. You have to tell me where that is after this. It's like right by your house. Oh, there's a stabby bar by my house? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't think I lived in any kind of a stabby area. It's It's localized to this bar. Huh. Yeah. Like all the stabbies in in the vicinity would go there? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's the place where you, you drink and fight and get a little stabby. Maybe a little gunny. Hmm. Yeah. I guess just tell me what we're talking about. Where is it? What is it? The Rusty Spur. Oh. Because it's hilarious because it's where all the country chicks want to go. But it's also their redneck boyfriends follow them. And get a little stabby. See, I buy that. Because remember I told you the least safe I've ever felt at a concert was the Hank Williams the Third show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I've never been there. That doesn't... So that feels like this? Like fake no. flames and stuff? No. I mean, this, that's not... It's not that theatrical at all. That's what I'm talking about is I want the theatrics. I want the okay, corn. yeah. The theatrics are what totally would make it. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a fucking bar where you go to get stabbed. So that doesn't have anything music. to do with what I want. Okay. You just tricked me. I thought there was. <laughs> Remember, I showed you pictures of what the bar in Austin we liked was like it had fucking fake flames and skulls like engraved in the wall. 
If you showed those to me, I do not recall. Apparently, they did not make an impression on me without seeing them live. I hate you. Or you never showed them to me. I'm going to go with the latter. It's possible. I think I posted them on Facebook. Oh. I'll go back and see if you liked them. Okay. And then if you didn't, I'll be upset and not talk to you. Because I you totally the sil- remember everything I saw on Facebook. I'll give like- you the silent treatment like a girl. Uh, so, go ahead. So, Salma Hayek comes out. She's mm-hmm. like the the big dance and she puts on quite a fucking show. Uh, and yeah, Quentin Tarantino drinks whiskey off her foot. Yep. And sucks her toes. Yep. And when it's over, uh, Cheech Marin was like, hey, those guys beat me up. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's get them. Yeah. And then an hour into the movie, yeah, it turns into a vampire movie. Yeah. So uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino gets stabbed through the hand. Which I appreciated back when he got shot in the hand. There's a scene where he's like looking through his hand yep. at George Clooney. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Yes. Um, a couple of years ago, a guy named Joe Lynch uh, did uh, a movie called Everly starring Selma Hayek. Okay. And she is 50 at the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. My wife and I are watching it. It's an awesome movie. So the whole concept of the movie was it's Die Hard in a Room. Okay. So the rule was the camera never leaves this one hotel room, and she is the Bruce Willis character. I've never seen Die Hard, by the way. She is the Bruce Willis character. It's so good. In Die Hard. Uh, so, good. so she's this biggest badass, and my wife and I are watching it, and it's fucking awesome. And she pauses it at one point, and I'm like, what? What's wrong? She's like, I fucking hate her. It's like, some hike? Why? And she's like, Look how hot she is. Like, she's like 50 now, and look how hot she is. And she's gorgeous, even mm-hmm. now. Yeah. She's fucking hot. Yes. I'm not trying to say this like a frat boy. I'm saying yeah. it more like in awe of the You're fact that... You're more just that... like, hey, my, my wife thinks she's hot. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's what I got going for yeah, me. Yeah. I guess if there ever was a chance for me to uh, get somebody else in, <laughs> to partnering, I guess it would be Selma Hayek is who she would go for, so... It's pretty good odds that that's going to happen. Yeah. I learned early on that uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Kate Winslet, those were the, those are the ones that Hunger Games, I would have had a chance. Hunger Games and Wimbledon? Wimbledon? How about Titanic? Uh, I, don't, I only watched the first VHS of Titanic. Well, she's, <laughs> the, she's the girl in Titanic. Oh, I didn't so. know that. I'm always upset about that because I bought Titanic. Wimbledon? <laughs> John Favreau was in Wimbledon, so I watched it. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> I love that, like, when you get confused and then, like, it gets pieced together. Like, I can see things clicking in your head. Like, <laughs> that shit's funny. I feel like. You could probably proof out the movies that I've seen. Like, as much as we've talked, you could be like, has Russ seen this movie? And then see if it's got, like, within five degrees of anybody that I really Here's like. The thing. You're going to real, you're gonna love remake the MCU then. Yeah? John Favreau is all over those movies. Yeah? Yeah. I like John Favreau. He's, he's good. Yeah. Did you watch Chef? I love Chef. It was great, Chef right? Chef is one of my favorite movies of the last few years. It was great. Yeah. Taught me how to make a grilled cheese sandwich. Taught me how to be a better dad. <laughs> Which okay. one's had a bigger impact on our lives? We don't know. I've made some fucking killer <laughs> grilled cheese sandwiches. I don't know. 
Uh, so all hell starts breaking loose now, right? Mm-hmm. You got vampires fucking everywhere. Yep. Uh, well, not fucking. They're just no. They're just everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and they're some of them are snakes. Some of them are are traditional vampires. Some Demonic. of them turn more demony. Uh, looking very similar to the demon night demons. Yeah. Um. At the at the end, yeah. And it's pretty awesome right like all the hell breaking loose and people getting killed and uh richie ends up getting turned yeah and turned into a vampire well okay so they kind of deal with all these vampires pretty quickly Mm -hmm. and you're just like i at least me i was like oh i thought that that like would be longer but i guess like that's kind of cool premise for a movie if it's like hey here's this like crime kind of movie and then oh it's a vampire movie the end Uh, i guess that's kind of cool it is cool and also it's like these every vampire movie Mm -hmm. it's just people living their life for 30 50 60 years and then there's vampires yeah right so it kind of makes sense that you'd have a movie like these people are just living their lives for a long time holy fuck vampires yeah uh but it's not over no it's not uh I i do want to point out a couple things here real quick, if you don't mind. Sure. First, vampire Quentin Tarantino looks a lot like Quentin Tarantino 2019. <laughs> sure. Like, there's a lot of similarity going it's on like, here. Vampire Quentin Tarantino was just Quentin Tarantino was allergic to bees and got stung a couple times. <laughs> it's Quentin Tarantino stars in The Mask. Or no, excuse me, Mask. Uh, Quentin, the mask. Quentin Tarantino. Or The Mask, uh, if you paint him green. Uh, balding and slicking his hair back. Yeah. Uh, 2019 version. Um, also, th- th- this place does this frequently, obviously, right? This is because they only want bikers there and they only want truckers so mm-hmm. they can easily dispose of them. They're not going to have a lot of questions asked. Right. How many replacement chairs does this place have? Because every fucking chair in the entire place is pretty much broken, not even from our heroes yeah. just in the midst of the uh the the initial uh uh battle that rages on so i feel like they have to have this huge fucking expenditure of chairs to draw these people in maybe probably i mean there's probably a lot of chair shipments that come in that they just get to keep and if you're a vampire why would you buy wooden chairs it's, yeah that's, why would yeah. you not buy plastic or metal chairs I would buy booths and have them bolted to the floor. Mm-hmm. And then they're also easier to hose down. Yeah. I could go interior design for vampires and mm-hmm. make a very good living. Yeah. Into this cave. Mm-hmm. Into this, spoiler alert, Mayan fucking pyramid cave. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I could do some things. Yeah. I can do some things. <laughs> you guys are missing a great visual right now. <laughs> I'm trying to do my queer eye yeah little head shake thing uh okay so it's not over you said it's not there's uh this is where we get the the great line of hey what's your name i'm kate what's yours is sex machine then just casually goes on it's like it says uh sex machine pleased to meet you exits the screen yes and he's and he's polite yeah. and he never does anything terrible he's like, like well until he gets turned well let's do yeah uh spoiler he gets turned yeah he gets bit and then finds a jacket to put on yes so that people don't know that he's bit yep and you have like probably the greatest acting moment tom savini's ever done is when he discovers he has a long fang and feels it with his tongue and then 
like Bugs Bunny covers his mouth and gets wide-eyed. Mm-hmm. But then his he covers his mouth with his hand, and then his hand turns all demonic, and so he puts his hands <laughs> behind his back, and then Justin looks over and is like, that, that's probably how Sex Machine looks like, really, <laughs> and turns back to uh, fucking uh, child's whatever, uh, talking about Vietnam and shit. Yep. Uh and Sex Machine ends up turning Fred Williamson into uh, a vampire also. Mm-hmm. And I think Fred Williamson is my favorite vampire in this movie. Have you seen the picture of the thick neck dude that got arrested that's been floating around online? Yeah. He turns into him. Mm-hmm. But imagine his the entire thick neck is a mouth. Yeah. So he gets bit by Sex Machine. And is like, that sucked, fuck that. And he throws Sex Machine through the door, mm-hmm. letting in all the bats, letting in all the vampires. Yes. And s- much like Demon Knight, they're not afraid to kill kids because mm-hmm. all of them get a hold of Justin. Yeah. Well, first off, Preacher gets bit. Yes. And Harvey Keitel. Uh, left behind while uh, the kids and. Uh, George Clooney find the cash mm-hmm. in the back. Yep. Uh, and they start making improvised weapons. Harvey Keitel, meanwhile, finds a small little bat and a shotgun mm-hmm. and makes a shotgun cross, and it's awesome. This feels like the most Rodriguez part of the writing. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels Rodriguez-y. Yeah. Uh, this feels very planet terror So I feel like, I don't know this, but because of that feel, like I mm-hmm. feel like this was him adding to it. Sure. Uh, and Harvey Keitel makes his way to the back, and he uh, he he has regained his faith. We never mentioned that he's a minister who lost his faith when his wife died. Uh, that's why they're going to Mexico. He has regained his faith, and uh, they f- they find the room with all the old stuff that all the truckers have left and everything. And they're going to build some weapons. Uh, George Clooney takes a jackhammer and puts a wooden stake at the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking which awesome. Which seems awesome and totally not useful at all. No, it does. <laughs> F- fucking unwieldy as shit. Yes. Uh, Harvey Keitel has his uh, um, his shotgun cross. He also carves crosses into the front of bullets. Yep. Uh, My favorite weapon, though. Go ahead. This is Justin. Mm-hmm. Because he finds a super soaker mm-hmm. uh, and condoms mm-hmm. and fills them all with blood or with blood with water, mm-hmm. and it would for his daddy to uh, to bless. Yes. And Juliette Lewis finds uh, fucking Van Helsing's crossbow. Yes, uh, but I love the idea of the condoms filled with water mm-hmm. being having holy water in them. That's awesome. Yeah. So they have their last stand against the vampires, mm-hmm. and Justin is their casualty. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a moment where he's getting bit by everybody, and he begs to be shot. And she shoots him. She does, and he, and spl- he explodes. And he explodes. <laughs> he explodes almost as much as the gas station at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a good explosion. <laughs> uh, Who is it? Uh... Is it Sex Machine? Yeah. Uh, George Clooney gets Sex Machine's uh, whip that he's been using mm-hmm. and wraps it around his neck, pulls on his head, and his head pops off. Mm-hmm. 
So logically, what happens is he uh, grows a rat head and turns into a vampire rat. Yes. Uh, it looks remarkably similar to the rat creature from the beginning of Den Alive, which we haven't talked about on this movie or on this podcast, but I know that you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it might just be because it's a rat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it also kind of looks like Splinter. It does. Like, bigger, though. Yes, because it's a rat, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so, for some reason, they this place has a disco ball. Yes, and uh, daylight happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl finally shows up. He's gonna. He was gonna pick them up. Also played by Cheech. Mm-hmm. And they are like, "Hey, break down the door. Let the light in." Uh, the light comes in. It bounces off the disco ball and makes all the leftover vampires go exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's George Clooney and Juliette Lewis that get out alive. That's it. They win. Happy ending and then you get the awesome shot revealing the aztec temple mm-hmm. aztec or mayan i don't i don't remember if the aztecs made pyramids i know that the mayans did i don't know i'm embarrassed to say that but then again well it was right across the border the mayans stuck mostly to the yucatan peninsula so it might have been aztec but i feel like the aztecs were further south i'm not certain i don't know I don't know either. I'm. I apologize. We were both, all of you Mayans. We were, we were both in the uh, gifted class where we studied Mayan culture. <laughs> nope, nope. Don't remember anything. Got nothing. Nope. You failed this public school system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything we're missing from From Dust Till Dawn? It's wonderful. Good. It's so much fun. So it's well written. Uh, like. Part of me wishes this was a choose your own adventure movie, like to where you could just continue seeing the real, like the less campy version of the Gecko Brothers continuing in like a real Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll take this. It's it's so much fun. It's great. The other cool thing about this is that Tarantino, uh, this was the first script he wrote. Um, and he said he kept stealing from it and stealing from it like they the prayer from pulp fiction was in this originally okay and he just kept cannibalizing it and cannibalizing it like taking pieces out of it and finally he was like if we don't make this movie soon there's not gonna be anything left of this movie because i keep pulling things out of it um so it's cool yeah demon knight or from dust till dawn from dust till dawn i will say demon knight because as much as i love from dust till dawn demon knight is just so much fun and nostalgia and nostalgia, which is unquantifiable. Yes. It's very, very... I'm yelling on microphone. That's... There you go. That's how we end a podcast. That's good. Luckily, I'm done now. Luckily, everybody else was feeling the same way. Uh, next week? Next week. So, this first movie... I, I've been... I did this back-to-back. I did the the nostalgia of demon Knight, and then i did this nostalgia of this movie and like i spent a lot of time like trying to find that next nostalgia feel mm-hmm. uh just for myself yeah and i feel like i'm running out of a man like not not just for this podcast but mm-hmm. for me yeah. like finding those highs that i haven't watched in forever mm-hmm. um so that's a little bittersweet like to feel like i'm running out of my my uh and we've happen. been at this for so long. Yeah. Not even, again, not even just well, the podcast. Well, now we can actually pick good movies. Not even, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. 
Uh, all right, so first movie. First movie. Handing me a DVD right now. Uh, is that how it's spelled, really? Don't know. Okay. Uh, when the fairy tale ends, the nightmare begins. Rumpelstiltskin. I feel like I may have seen this Whoa, movie. that would be weird if you've seen that. You didn't watch horror movies. I feel like this might have totally been one of those things that was on HBO in the mid-90s that I might have seen a few minutes of until I went, fuck this movie! <laughs> Except like the 12-year-old version of that, which okay. I guess would have been fuck this movie. Yeah. Uh, so what are you looking at? What what are we looking at in the cover there? Uh, it We have a little uh, demon thing trying to crawl through some sort of weird crevasse. Uh, and just by the name Rumpelstiltskin... You obviously know mm-hmm. the story. Uh, and so I always thought that, that was a weird fucking story. So I bet you it's a weird, horrific story. Sure. Uh, what if I told you this was directed by Mark Jones, most famous for I would the say who's Mark Jones? film Leprechaun? Ah, okay. Is this... Um... After. This is after? Mm-hmm. Okay. He doesn't. Is this a little person or is this just a short person? I don't know. You better watch the movie and find out. An ancient evil is inadvertently unleashed in modern day Los Angeles. Uh, to the listeners, you are going to have a hard time watching this. This DVD is out of print and it's 60 to like 100 bucks to try to get a hold of. So I don't advocate piracy or anything, but this is one of those situations in which I could kind of uh, turn my head. If you have the ability to do it, because you paying that sixty to eighty dollars inflated price, nobody that is associated with the film is going to be getting that money. So yeah, if there's no legal way to pay the people, I'm mostly okay with yeah, that. Yeah, that's a DVR, just so you know. Okay. So you're committing piracy by watching it. Cool. But it's a really well made one. It's got a, a sticker on the front or whatever. Yeah. Like nicely printed. Yeah, it's a good one. This is this is actually more like a bootleg, like a full on like. Yeah, it's, it's. Hey, we're trying to guess what? It's the movie, but it's not the yes. movie. Yep, yep. Uh, second movie. Second movie. Uh, this time luck has nothing to do with it. Leprechaun two. So we've seen. Leprechaun 1, mm-hmm. Leprechaun the Remake, mm-hmm. Leprechaun 4. Well, no, you, there's no remake. It's Leprechaun Origins. Oh, Leprechaun Origins, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Which I get was them sort Hornswoggle. of trying to remake it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who wasn't reimagining? Who, who wasn't Hornswoggle? Like, yeah. Sorry. Because Hornswoggle is the Leprechaun, and then they hire Hornswoggle to be a demon thing. Yes. That they didn't even show at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Leprechaun 2. It's just a numeral 2. Uh, there's a city behind him, and he has a candle. So this this has 1, 2, 3, and 4. The, the DVD I'm looking at has 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, and 2 and 3 look very much city-based. Uh, 4 is obviously in space. And then I know after that they go to the hood. So I'm hoping that this is like the maybe the beginnings of the hood, 
Because the first one, you know, they're out in the country. There's a well and shit. I don't, I don't think they're gonna find a well in what looks like New York. So this is, so you, so this is New York. So they're, I don't know, is it? No, I mean you, that's what you just said. We're getting you're guessing. So yeah. so he goes from the country to now he's in a big city, and then mm-hmm. then he goes. Where's three? Because you know four's in space and five's in the hood. Well, I I mean it, you can see another city like in his hands. But then I read that it's in Vegas because the tagline okay. is "Welcome to Vegas." The odds won't. Okay. The odds are you won't. So be alone, one alive, is suburban alone. Oklahoma, or not suburban, rural Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, then you end up in Oklahoma City. Okay. Then you end up in Las Vegas. Okay. Then you're in downtown space. L.A. Right. Space. space. <laughs> and then <laughs> you forgot about space. That's how you get to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, if you're in Oklahoma, you got to go through Vegas, and then there's a brief detour through space. And then if you really want to follow your dreams and be that actress, because uh, you know you're gonna make it. Mm-hmm. You just got to go through space <laughs> to get to LA. Got to go through space to get there. But that's only if you live in Oklahoma. Um, yes. It's a it's a it's it's weird how like. Geog- like geography works like that. I blame Tom Tom. Tom Tom, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a great reference for 2019. It's beautiful, Mwah, spot on. Thank you. Uh, I told you I know pop culture. Mm-hmm. Justin, what else you got for us? Tom Tom. <laughs>